Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon, here with my friend and Chavruta Yerdina Osband. Our daf of the day, Masachari Ravin, daf Ayin Chet, page 78. So we're still talking about ladders, and there's really quite a wide range, a variety of the nature and kinds of different ladders, which I suppose we've all seen all of these different ladders, and I just don't think we've ever kind of put the, at least I haven't ever put them together in a clump to say, look at all these different kinds of ladders. Um, the one that interests me is actually kind of the last of the list. Maybe it's not really the last of the list, but it seems to be the last, at least on this daf. And it's the kind of ladder that is, I would call it handholds, right? As opposed to being a physical structure external to the wall itself. Um, so this is Rav Yosef who's talking. Okay. And he says, if you have your ladder, right, and you dig out, if you dig out the grooves in the wall, and he first begins talking about something that's an extension of rungs of a ladder, and that's how you're going to kind of extend, you extend those rungs, and then you have, I guess, a bigger a bigger stepping place, right? So Rabbah says, as long as you've got 10 tzvachim high and 4 tzvachim wide, then that's considered a passageway, which is what we're talking about, right? Again, the question is, when we're adding on, right? When we're adding on to the structure of the of the of the wall that is going to separate the courtyards, right? So, so what exactly are we doing? What what are we doing with the space? And then this is the case that really captures me. Amarle We have somebody who's dug out the the Chakak can mean to engrave, right? So in this case, it means to dig out the ladder. But what does it mean to dig out the ladder? It means you dig out the the handholds and the footholds in the wall. But come and how much? And how much? Like, what's the measurement of this? And Amarle, so Rabbi says him Molokomato. It's got to go the whole height of the wall for it to count as a ladder in this way. Even though, again, this is not a physical structure of a ladder. That's why I find it interesting. Right? It kind of defies our definitions, except that functionally, it still enables somebody to climb to the top. And if that's what makes a ladder a ladder, then that's a ladder. So what's the difference of this particular case? So again, there, meaning all the other ladders, right? If you have a physical ladder, you could climb to the top of the wall. Here, where you have only grooves in the wall, it's not an easy climb. And anybody who's gone rock climbing right? Or anybody who's done any serious hiking in a ravine type of thing. So you know that, you know, moving from one place to the next when all you've got is handholds and footholds, it's not so simple. It's not, it is not the same thing as climbing a ladder that is man-made. Well, this is man-made, but, you know, that is, that is a nice even step from one rung to the next, let's say. Okay, so that's, that's this first case where we're talking about we're moving away from a physical ladder as we might define them. Anything that you might, you know, um, Dana, what was your example to change a light bulb, right? You have to climb up your ladder. And we talked about the fact that there's step stool, there's step stools and there's, you know, half ladders and there's painters, ladders. there's all different kinds of ladders that are movable. This one is not. And it leads right into the next one, the next case, which is quite honestly, not really a ladder. Yerdin, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, thanks. So um, I'm going to do this section here, which really sort of presents, the one is like a ladder that's not a ladder, but it's really talking more about um, if you're going to create a passageway 
but you're using an item that you're actually not allowed to use on Shabbat. So, Ba Mine Rav Yosef Me Rabba. So, Rav Yosef raised the following question before Rabba. What if somebody uses a tree as a ladder, right? So we learned in Masachat Shabbat that somebody's not allowed to climb a tree or you can't use a tree on Shabbat because we're concerned that maybe uh, you will come to prune the tree, cut the tree. You'll do something with the tree that you're not allowed to do. You can't really use a tree on Shabbat. But the question here is, what if you have a tree that I guess is located in a way, um, you know, that it could be, a passageway between two chatzers. Would we accept that as a ladder? And again, it's an interesting question because I think it reflects upon, Anne, what we've been saying before, that a ladder here, even though it's the word sulam, is not a ladder the way we think of it, right? Like we always think of it as like something that we take out to do work that's high up. But here, it, it's, I, I think the sense we get is, is a ladder for, in terms of the purposes of Arab, is something that connects space. Right, it's a way of moving from one space to another. So, um, could you use I, a tree for that? Yeah, you know, I think it's also quite literally. Can you climb up the wall via the tree, right? Instead of right, hundred percent, the wall yes. on a ladder or on a handhold or whatever these other right. structures are. Here, you've got an organic, natural ladder. I'm not even talking where somebody bangs slats into the tree, right? Like you're just no, I right, and it gets you to the regular top of tree. Right. So could we consider it a ladder as opposed to a tree? Right. Because if it's a tree, we know we can't use it on Shabbat. But what if we designate that as our ladder? So very interesting. Right. So we say, OK, let's think about this, you know, question according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda um, Hanasi um, or according to Rabbi Nad. And the reason for this is, is that Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi had the opinion that you could put, if you remember way, way back when, that you could extend your air of Tehumim by putting it in a tree. Remember, there was a whole discussion, could it be put in a tree or not put in a tree? And Rabbanan said, you can't put it in a tree. And that was the basis for that machlokas, right? It was whether or not you could use a tree, you know, even though you can't use the tree on Shabbat, could you use it to place the Arab? And the reason why, which now the Gemara will explain is, and they're going to say sort of the same reason why the ladder, a tree ladder is allowed, so the Gemara says, okay, let's explain this according to Rabbi Huda Hanasi, who said that anything that is basically made asur because of the concept of shvut, right? In other words, that it's basically a dirabanan, okay? Um, so what did we say that the that at the time before Shabbat actually starts, right? Like this twilight time, right? You're actually, you can still do those types of things. In other words, it's, 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 if it's a rabbinic shvut, it's not as sore all the time. And therefore what, if the Arab was put into a tree, right? Even though you can't use a tree, right? Which is prohibited on Shabbat by a rabbinic decree, right? But this would not take place, right? Remember that an Arab, takes place doesn't take effect until this Bain Hashmashos uh during this Bain Hashmashos period, right? So therefore the Arab is technically valid because during that Bain Hashmashos period, we say that that rabbinic decree of Shvut of saying that you can't use the tree isn't applicable, right? It's only on actual Shabbat itself. And therefore there was a period of time where the Arab was accessible and was allowed. And therefore that's why Rabbi Huda Hanasi says you can place your Arab 
uh, inside a tree. And wait, and one, in this one, case, one more piece that we just talked about a few days ago. Once something is set up before Shabbat, then it's good to go for Shabbat. Right. Except that here, for this type of case, you need to be able to have that passageway basically be there for the entire day. And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi would say that the decree, this doesn't really apply here, right? And so that basically, because it's the Rabbanan, right, there's a decree here that you can't climb a tree on Shabbat, right? It's not a valid passageway. You can't use it because with Arab, it's like there's just a period of time where it's valid. So that's good enough for the rest of the day. Exactly like you said, Anne, the Arab doesn't need to be valid for all of Shabbat. But here, you need the passageway to be valid for all of Shabbat. So therefore, it wouldn't work. So according to Ravi, at least, you could not use this ladder as a tree. O Dilma, Afila Rabbanan. Even according to the opinions of Rabbanan, right? Right? And then this is a very interesting phrase that you use here. Right? So in other words, what did they say? They they had this opinion, right? That you're not allowed to put this Arab in the tree at all. Because even though it's accessible during Bain Hashmashot, right, it really isn't because they held that Shvut does apply even during Bain Hashmashot. Okay, so um, here, right, and even in that case, you weren't actually using the tree, right? You were just placing your Arab inside the tree. So here, what do they say here? They would they would agree, right, that a tree is a peticha, right? It's a valid entrance, right? In other words. You can use it like it could be a passageway. However, the Ariyahu deriva away, but a lion crouches upon it. In other words, just as like a lion, right, that was, let's say, outside of your doorway, right, you wouldn't use it as an entrance, right? You wouldn't walk out. If there was a lion on your front step, you wouldn't go out your front step. It no longer becomes an actual entrance, right? You would go out your back door. So it's the same thing here, right, that because you're not really allowed to use a tree, right? Because you're not allowed to climb on a tree on Shabbat. So therefore, it can't be a passageway because you're just not allowed to use a tree. So it's interesting to see that even according to, you know, they want to draw this parallel to an earlier example with Arab, and they basically come to the conclusion, no, even according to Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, who allows it for Arab Tuchumen, and for Rabbanan, who doesn't even allow it for Arab Tuchumen, for both of them, you would not be allowed to use it. But I love this little phrase that they have here, but are you who de revia ale, right? That in other words, the idea is, is that an, extre- an, an outside circumstance can make something not actually what it is. So your entrance to your house is not your house or your passageway is not your passageway because there's a lion outside. So a, a tree, which is not allowed to be used on Shabbat, it just can't be a passageway. It's just not a valid thing to use as a passageway. So now they're going to give a second example, right? What if you take a tree that was designated to be an Ashura, right? Which was a type of um, Avodazara, and you're not allowed uh, to get any benefit from something that's Avodazara. So what if here, you know, you wanted to use that as a ladder? Would you be allowed to use, uh, what about that? Could you use that as a ladder? Mahu, Tibai Rabbi Yehuda, Tibai Rabbanan. So here they want to think about this in terms of Rabbi Yehuda and in terms of Rabbanan. Tibai le Rabbi Yehuda, Arkan loka ama Rabbi Yehuda, hatam dimutar liknot, beit bayit biisure hana, right? So Rabbi Yehuda said that somebody is allowed to use a house, right, for Arab, even if it's, uh, even if you're using items 
that normally you're prohibited uh, to have a benefit from. And the example there was what, which was, was actually like a grave, right? Like you can't really use a grave for benefit, but if you wanted to put your Arab on top of a grave, it would be, uh, it would be allowed to do. But again, right there in that example, right? The Arab was basically, it's, it's acquired. It's, it becomes a place of residence for the person and he doesn't really need to keep it guarded. Like in other words, he just uses it for that moment to place the Arab and whatever happens to it afterwards happens. Remember, like once the Arab is established, something comes and eats it overnight, right? Like some animal comes and eats the food. Nobody uh, really cares, right? But here, right? Now, again, here the issue is, is that what? He needs to have the ladder be there the entire time. So it isn't that it's like you just designate it as a passageway and then, okay, it's like just for a moment, you're just deriving benefit from a forbidden object for, for a minute. It, you need the benefit for a continuous period of time. So therefore, according to, to, uh, according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, you would not be able to use this Ashira. And again, they give the same you know, way of thinking about it. It's kind of obvious that they would. So it's interesting to me that they sort of tease this out into two cases, um, <laughs> right? Is that it's the same idea. You can't use it as a passageway because it's like, it's, a, it's an Avodazara tree. Like it's just, you just can't use it. So, you know, the fact that it's an Avodazara tree, you know, sort of, it, it, it takes away it's any possibility to be used uh, for something else. So the Gemara goes on there and talks a little bit more, you know, that maybe, you know, Rabbah says maybe you could use a tree, but an Asherah is, an Asherah is prohibited. Um, and, you know, they go on to discuss that a little bit more. I'm not going to read that all inside right now. But I just thought this um, halachic concept, right, that in other words, if, uh, of, of, you know, that, this idea of Rabbanan that they have, you know, that right? That if you have, I don't know what the, I'm not sure, and I feel like you'll come up with the right language around it. But that, in other words, if something comes and like revokes or takes away the possibility of using something the way that it was supposed to be used, then we can't count it as that actual object. Um, so I just thought that was a very interesting principle that they develop here. So I find this question, I think you've just alluded to it. The fact that there's this whole Asherah case after they've already just kind of nixed the whole possibility of ever using any tree, right, seems kind of, I don't know, superfluous, right? What do they need that case for? And the only thing I can make heads or tails of it is that then at some point later on, Rabbi says, well, so you could use a tree, but just not an Asherah, which is, again, fine tomorrow, you know, rationale. Um, but almost the cases should be reversed. Like you would think they would discuss the Asherah and then you would go to the tree. Like, I still don't right. understand. Then, like a, you nullify the, the tree. Case. You said the tree's not allowed. How possibly could the Asherah be allowed? Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a strong question. Um, and also I finally, I, I just frank, frankly find it interesting that they bring in the Asherah, right? Like that's, we have not seen Asherah issues throughout, you know, Oh, you're gonna make a kora. Make sure not to use the Asherah. I can't. I can't tell you that we've never seen it, you know, before. But, but not as a, not as something that you regularly check to make sure that your tree is not that. Right. It's also kind of interesting. Like, were there just random Asherah trees in people's chutzers? It, it's 
this clearly is the type of case to me, which is really just, a, a, whereas we've been saying all along that there's something about Aruv that's been, Aruvin that's been very practical. This particular passage feels like, no, this is one of those, like, we're just going to push the boundary and see, like, how far can we take a particular line of reasoning? And they even do that because they just want to be like, who, what similar machlokas could I line it up with? And then prove that it doesn't actually line up with that. I don't think in any way this is like actual practical halacha. You don't think it's actual practical halacha? No, it's practical halacha, but I'm saying I think the exercise here is like pushing a, a a halachic boundary as opposed to, I think, more often we've been seeing in Eruvin, it's very practical halacha. It's like, oh, I had this case where I saw this tree or, you know, I saw this type of uh, building or I saw this and what did I learn from that? That's not what I think is happening here. So I agree with you, especially when you look at Ahmed Aleph and you see all the different cases of the ladders, right? Meaning, let's put it this way, any one person might use any one of those ladders, but the odds on any one person coming in contact or to encounter all of those ladders, you know, not so likely. So, yeah, so I do, I agree with you that there's a certain amount of, I would even say clack, classical like you know exploring the parameters yeah, this is like academics that's how i'd say this page is like academic whereas like the previous pages were very practical that's how i would say it. very practical i hear you okay with that um i think we're gonna call it a day we will have tomorrow we have new mishnayot so we're done with our ladders and we're done with the tree um there's a mission at the end of this stuff but i think we're gonna hold on to it and uh, thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcasts. Um, thank you to Rabbi Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Come join us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think about all different kinds of ladders. And did you ever climb a tree to get to the top of a wall? Until tomorrow, go and learn.